Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. You had to be there, the performance rankings, a slight tangent, and the crappy quiz. Have you ever done therapy, Adrian? Specifically related to the crappy quiz, though. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Big news coming out of the um, dubs overnight. Um, well, apart from that's the headline here is James McCarthy was obviously out to impress yesterday and he's making the point that um, while it's above their pay grade for the players, basically the provincial championship doesn't make any sense. And I think it is interesting. I know you were sceptical about this in our pre-show meeting. I think it is interesting that the players are like, this doesn't make any sense. Because once that starts to happen, it seeps into the consciousness. You're reading Jim McGuinness and he's like, no, 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 we can't get rid of this. You, once you get rid of the history, you can't bring it back. It's like, yeah, great. We, we can't bring that back because it has literally been a blight on the uh, GAA's calendar since it was invented. Well, I think the, the point is that most weeks in the build-up to my own county's first ever involvement, first involvement of the year in the Ulster Championship, I'm really excited. This this week I couldn't care less. Like I'm, I'm I will be in Haley Park and Oman on Sunday to watch for Oman and I'll be there. Couldn't care less, but but I mean, if they're, they're, they're lose, it feels not, like the jeopardy yeah. just isn't the same. You know, in previous years you lose, you go into the first round of the qualifiers, which is a bit of a gargantuan task then to get through that to get to an All Ireland quarter final or the Super Eights or whatever it was. But this year it feels like, well, if they lose to Tyrone, they've got the five weeks to to recuperate for the group stage. Just remind me about the Super Eights because I've kind of forgotten. Were there only eight teams? Only eight teams. It was basically the All-Ireland quarterfinals. There was group. actually Super 8s. Yeah. There three, was two, right. two groups of four. Right. Yeah, yeah. In which case, there was some jeopardy to get into that because you were in the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we sure about that? Because it feels like, you know... Yeah, you got through the qualifiers or else... Some bad teams and managed to make it. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas with this, it's like the my super sweet 16 and, and then it's like my super sweet 12 a month later. It's a new way of looking at it, right? And there is that bit of... Like, there will be dead rubbers, as we've seen, that will crop up, like... You know, fair play to obviously what New York have done. If they end up in there, you would expect that there ends up in some dead rubbers in that group. Maybe they were talking about extending that group, maybe even to five. We should see how that plays out. But um, the point that I was making was provincial structure is not making sense. Is the headline of the start today, um, and is it, maybe it needs to be death by a thousand cuts with this thing? That, that's that, unfortunately that like it could have been. They could have just ripped the bandaid off. We yeah. proposed the B last year. I mean, like, oh, let's go. The last, actually, the, the, the last straw would be the players saying. That's it. We actually, this crap. I do think that uh, Proposal B could have rescued the uh, provincial championships because they would have put the provincial championships at the start of the year. Remember when like there's huge crowds at uh, what's your what's your local tournament in the preseason tournament? Doctor Mechanic. Doctor Mechanic. Not the Elburn. The Doctor Mechanic. There's like huge crowds at that because there's this mad like pent up. Everybody wants to go and see the teams play. And if that was the Ulster Championship and it was run off over three or four weeks. I think I think you would be getting ten, fifteen thousand at those games. Instead, well, yeah. it's like now everybody's going, and there'll be big crowds because there's nothing else on for a few weeks. But they tease us; they improve things year on year. Like they got rid of the, the universities from from that uh, from the mechanical, for example, which was definitely a step in the right direction. But then it's such a slow process to make it interesting again. I think there is something in that. Maybe I don't know. Do you put the top two teams in your province? Fin- or the t- say the top four teams in your province who finish in the league in the in the top four places, do you put them into the in the provincial semi finals? You get an awful lot of drafts getting into depend on the province getting yeah. into a well, that's Leinster semi final, let's say, or a Connacht. Yeah, you might have Division Three team semi final or finally. Uh, when the players retire from playing counties, says Michael, having a provincial medal is something they will be proud of. I mean, I suppose, but the players are proud of their railway cup medals. Like that doesn't mean that we should still be persisting with the railway cup when it completely 
disappeared. I mean, look, they kind of screwed the provincials, uh, the railway cup by the time of year it was. But anyway, um, well, that's the league as well. So that gets replaced by a more competitive league that people are putting in more of a. I mean, and everybody gets to improve collectively at the same, and you get to manage expenses, and you get full oversight and it's like loads of different reasons and there's loads more games and you can develop a fan culture which is actually one of the interesting things I think uh, I've begun to realise that you, we don't have a fan culture we just have this kind of abuse people just go because there's one game a year and you go and you vent for that 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes and then you go home and you're uh, internet trolling the Leitrim players like the Leitrim players getting abuse the Leitrim County Board have issued a statement saying what the hell is wrong with you you were actually speaking to um, somebody close to the situation yesterday, Shane, and the people, there's genuine anger about the fact that uh, the Leitrim player has been attacked by faceless morons. Well, this, the, the people, a lot of people watching this morning will, will have seen or used Hogan Stand and those other forums, and, and you can have anonymous accounts, and it's similar to Twitter as well, the vitriol that's on there. Um, the fact that people can hide behind accounts and criticise, or in many cases abuse amateur Gaelic footballers or hurlers, is actually remarkable. They wouldn't say that it's like they wouldn't say it to any of them walking down Carrick on Shannon Main Street. They absolutely would. Right? Not a chance. So the fact that they can hide behind and say these things, the Leitrim players weren't trying to lose to New York. And the point is, years ago Leitrim lost to London for the first time. They've lost to New York for the first time. These things happen. But the, those players had to go into their their jobs on whatever it was Tuesday morning once once they got back from New York and face the music and get back into daily life and the fact that they have to put up with this sort of crap is Irrespective of whether or not they're amateurs right because I think yeah. that sometimes the amateur thing is used as like a, oh you actually can't have a proper analysis of the game because you know or if somebody like does if somebody sticks a finger in their eye oh you can't you can't play, uh, you know I, I think just as like normal human beings mm. should not be getting abused for anything like by uh, anonymous people online. You should not be able to say stuff anonymously online to people that you wouldn't say to their face. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that stuff that happens in the in the stands anyway, right? Like oh, during yeah. a game. We've all been at the games. Like you have to be. I don't know. At this day and age, that that sort of stuff it only gets worked out within the stands, within the grounds, by being policed culturally by other people who can go. Listen, will you shut up? Like. That's absolutely OTT, particularly at GEA games where you end up having a lot of family and friends and stuff around. It's just the level of unawareness to do that now. Why do you think that happens? So, I, like, Tommy's been talking a good bit on the football part about trying to build uh, a supporter culture in GEA. I think it's because the, the games, there's so many day trippers who go to just that game that they feel entitled to behave like that because there isn't a cultural policing because there isn't a group of people who go to all the games and are like, no, no, that's not, that's not how you behave. When I was at the league final, the Galway uh, Mayo final, there was a few words used directed towards one Galway player in particular during the match that I was shocked by. I was literally sitting there going, and I've been going to matches for years and I was shocked at what he was called by a, a man who I would say was in his 60s. A Galway fan? Uh, it was a Mayo fan about Galway players. Right. Um, but, and that's not to tar all Mayo fans with one brush, but it was disgusting. And I was like, this is like... This kid, you know, if it was a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old, you'd, you'd think, Jesus, they're going to grow up and, and eventually realise you can't say that. But but this was a grown man, you know, and it was it was disgusting. And did anybody, was it policed? No, not policed at all. And there was a lot of looks, obviously, thrown his direction, but um, 
and that's just one tiny little portion of Croke Park you can imagine well that results in that, that does result that can't you're opening yourself up to like look ultimately with stuff like the smoking ban and all that sort of stuff they were successful because people were going here can you stop doing that I'm not into it mm. uh, and we all know that it's the same same way if you know you're talking to somebody over the weekend or whatever and somebody says something on the line or your mate drops something into the WhatsApp group yeah you call them not, out it's not well and it's not easy right like it's easier to say nothing uh, it's not easy to turn around to your man and go here would you mind packing that in because what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to like possibility of a bit of physicality there mm. depending on the outlook of that person yeah 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 I mean you would hope at that stage that uh, you know, the, the force of the uh, silent majority become less silent and are like hang on a second you can't be doing that OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now